A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. Welcome back, everyone, to year 536 of our Pendragon duet, Blood and Lust. I'm Craig, and here with me, we have Adam. What's up, Craig? Glad to be back playing Pendragon. It's been a while since we since we played this game, but it uh, hasn't left my mind. Yeah, we've been uh, trying to get this going again for a while, but uh, here we are, and we're pushing onwards with our little story. Um, speaking of our little story, let's see what... Uh, uh, sort of, you know, interesting things that uh, Sir Golson's been getting up um, with in his yearly event. Uh, could I get a D20 roll to start us out? Uh, 19. Okay, 19 puts us actually on the bad fortune table. It basically had to, had to happen eventually with one of these. All right, so you are a landed knight, so can I get a d20 plus 10? Uh, 23. So this is actually something that will be coming up later on, so I'm going to save it for there. Um, so I'm going to save that for when, when it happens, because it's bad, but something's coming up. Um so the next uh, portion we have is our experience checks. So we've had a nice long year, and Adam's thinking about all the experiences that Sir Golson's gone through and just thinking what could actually be bad. But um, we're going to have you uh, roll all your experience checks and then um, let me know what the changes are at the end. All right. Sorry, it's been a while. If you fail it, it increases, right? That is correct. All right. Okay. All right, let's have it. So, um, my honest went from a 15 to a 16. Um, none of my other personality traits changed. You're not notably honest. All right. For my skills, my awareness went up from 11 to 12. My hunting went up from 11 to 12. My orate went up from 8 to 9. My stewardship uh, went up from five to six. And let's see, my horsemanship went up from 11 to 12. And my spear expertise went up from 15 to 16. So I actually improved in nearly all of my skills uh, that I had checked, which is great. That's, that's a great year for uh, Sir Golston. And now I'll just erase these uh, checks here so we can have a clean slate as you do in this game and while you're erasing uh i want you to increase uh your age up by one year um also baldrix as well your squire and let me know what your new ages are um golston is now 26 years old and baldrick is now 18 years old 
Wow, getting up there. So interesting thing about uh, your squire. You know, he makes squire rolls. So eight, 18 is a very good number because it's your squire rolls based on the squire's age. So that means really 19 and 20 are the only ways he could fail. But something to keep in mind is that uh, in a couple of years, he might be ready to be a knight. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but speaking of, of squires, uh, a, uh, a another uh, young lad with uh, some strong Kemrick features shows up one day at Lily's stream. Um, you haven't seen this um, person for quite some time, but uh, squinting at him, you recognize one of your really young cousins. Uh, his name is Arkel. Ah, Arkel. Is that you I see? Uh, uh, yes, my lord. And he kind of looks funny um, as he's like squinting and like mashing his face. Like he's trying to keep from smiling, but like you're, you're his cousin calling you my lord, my knight, sir, is they're kind of alien to um to him because like it wasn't so long ago when he was like your kid cousin just like you know hitting you in the shin with a stick at family reunions. And I uh I give him like a really strong clap on the back. Like I'm being f- friendly with him because he's my cousin, but I am a, a big man and I am I am the knight around here, so you know I'm not it's it's a hard clap. But I'm being as friendly and jovial as I as I can be, and I kind of roughhouse him a little bit, and uh, maybe give him like a little headlock. And I'm just like, it's 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 great to have you on board here, Argo. Um, we're going to have a great time together, and I'm going to show you everything that I know. And you see, uh, Baldrick is kind of like staring on as you're like kind of you know roughing up with the new help. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, and I noticed that uh, Baldrick does he look jealous or anything? Um, make a trusting roll. Uh, that's a fail. Uh, Seventeen on a fourteen. So it's funny how like um, this works. There's no real good like lie detector in Vendragon because the more trusting you are, the more you're accepting that other people um, are telling the truth. But you're you're noticing that um, okay, so he's. He's looking like, um, like, not jealous isn't the word, but like a little uh, um, uh, thrown off by your behavior at this uh, young kid who's supposed to be like, you know, your lesser. Um, he probably you understand that um, he understands that your family, but like, it's kind of like shaking his um, perception of the order in the world. Yeah, and um, noticing that, I'm fearing that he might be a little jealous. And I'm like thinking of, I don't know, like, a, okay, so when I see Baldrick kind of looking on, I cut the horseplay and I kind of just, I'm like, right. So um, anyways, Arkel, um, you know, you can bring your things over here. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of just like being a little bit more more formal instead. And, uh, you know, it kind of worries Goliston because... Um, the formalities aside, Baldrick is probably actually his best friend. Um, and you know, he wouldn't want him to be feeling, uh, feeling like, uh, any kind of way. So he's kind of like, he, he cuts the, he cuts the, the horseplay and he's thinking of, 
man, I hope, I hope Baldrick isn't, isn't getting down because I'm squiring somebody else. Maybe I need to do something to, uh, to remind him of his, uh, of his, of his importance to me and his worth. And I'm like, kind of thinking like, maybe like there's some kind of gift or something that, uh, that would make him happy, you know? And I'm, you probably remember like 530 wasn't that long ago when you were, uh, the senior squire and, you know, just thinking back of like when some other guy is coming along and trying to do your job. Yeah. It's like, uh, I know it all too well. And since I, since I failed that, I I'm definitely suspicious that he's, he's, he's feeling uh jealousy or, or sadness. Um, so I, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, as me and Arco walk, I'm looking on at Baldrick kind of sadly and suspiciously just, that he's feeling uh feeling upset and I know this feeling so you know I, I'm I'm pretty confident that it's uh something he's going through. Yeah, and I don't I don't think this warrants a check in suspicious because like it's more of like you not just being gullible for once and just like having like the social awareness. So I, I'm not gonna have you make a check on it on it, but it just yeah, like it's just something in your mind, like he's he's not a young kid anymore. He's 18 in most people's eyes. He's a grown ass man. And, you know, he's, you know, getting stronger, better looking, um, like smarter. He's not that, uh, dopey yet prudent kid. Who's trying to, you know, fix your, uh, fix you a bed in a horse stable. Cause neither of you um, had thought to get a tent or a bedroll. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the years are, are starting to show in like, yeah, he's, He's been a, a a faithful squire, so maybe maybe there might be something you'll you think of to do for him at some point. Anyways, uh, another thing uh, shows up um, not long after Arcole, as you're kind of you know getting things together to you know you're you're walking around with uh, your steward um, Arius Loker Arius Arco and you know making recommendations for you know winterizing the place and um you know like a, a wagon train uh rolls up and there's like you know it's filled with like some portable wealth um some cattle some sheep um trade goods and uh harold introduces um himself as one of the um uh Men of Count Belobaris, um, the man whose horses you returned the previous year. And he indicates that all this is yours and there's more coming. Um, kind of looking at this amazing bounty, I just uh I I smile to myself and then I put my hand on Baldric's shoulder and I say, You see, Baldric, it pays to do the right thing. Uh, this is an important lesson for you because someday you'll be a knight and you'll have these choices to make. And I'm trying to be mentorly to him because uh, I want him to know that like his progression is a, is a uh, priority to me um, as well. Yeah. But you're not like selling it. Like it's a sure thing, but you're like indicating like this is the path forward. If you keep doing well, sort of thing. Yeah, and like I'm I'm talking to him about it as if it is something that is 
um, you know, is in his future. Uh, it's, you know, I'm not talking to him about it. Like, you know, like, like, oh, this is, this is what knights think about. I'm saying this is what you need to think about. Um, because someday, um, you never know what, uh, what can happen in the path that you're on. I mean, it, it leads to what it leads to. It lead, this is what it leads to. And he nods and uh, out of character, um, probably is going to add points of stewardship during his winter phase. <laughs> um, yeah, so like over the next couple weeks and months, you have like these wagons just keep coming, and it's, I mean, like you, you, don't, you just don't have like a chest of gold coins, and that's it. Most people didn't have um portable wealth in that sort of way. Um, most wealth is tied up in land, it's tied up in artwork, um, armor, your horses. So portable wealth is like, you know, like, you know, three prize stallions, like is, is what you spend your money on. It's, it's not like you just have like a whole, you know, check or like a wallet show up, especially in the, these amounts. And it's, it's worth noting that like, there's no such thing as like a, a one Libra, one Libram coin. It's just like a unit of accounting. So um, as you're, you know, taking stock of all this stuff and Arius is just like rubbing his hands, like, like maybe now I can like really grift off this guy, or maybe we could really put some of this stuff to work. Um, you have um, more improvements come on and Yes, Arius passes his stewardship role, and um, one one day, as you're just like supping in your hall, this crazed man runs in. He's like, "Bees, bees! The bees have arrived!" And I kind of have the idea of this guy, like uh, you know, portrayed by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So yeah, um, uh, he comes up to me like, "My lord, my lord, the bees." they're they're so industrious you just gotta watch them and they're just like and you can tell he's been like just doing nothing but watching these bees like build shit for like all day and he seems like so energetic and uh you know i um i jump up at first when he approaches me and i almost grab i almost grab his hands in excitement and you know, as he's jumping and, and raving about the bees, I'm almost right there with him for a few moments before I kind of um, try to, like, catch my composure. And I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, the, the Melisarium. Aha, this is this is great. Uh, you must bring me outside and, and show me this. Uh, it's it's this is great news. Uh, this is wealth. And and are they really as great as you say? And I, I'm just kind of like, I want to see them. Yes, of course. You must see it once, my lord. And he like takes off in a sprint, feeling so energetic. And I, uh, I, I kind of uh, jog after him. Yeah, you you get there, and there's just like all these like hives set up near trees and posts, and like uh, you know you have to swat a few of them away. But like there's this other guy with like this little uh, um, jar of clay jar with um a, a fire burning in it to make some smoke to kind of calm him down but he's just like look right there there she is and he's indicating the queen and isn't isn't she the most lovely creature you've ever seen i'm curious if goliston gets the appeal he's going to say 
Well, she's certainly the biggest one. Yes, as I said, the most lovely of all. And you're looking around and like, it's she's like the one you can keep track of because she's the biggest. And like there, everyone else is just like moving around and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's like you kind of, after a while watching them, you're feeling like you want to get up and move and do something. So you may now check your energetic and you'll be checking your energetic every year as long as you got this. All right. Sorry. I know we just started, but I need another pencil. I'll be right back. Got it. All right. So, and again, you'll be checking every year that energetic role from just constantly having this source of entertainment and like this exhilarating thing to like stimulate your mind. Um, Is that really like a thing that happened? Like people would just get really jazzed up from watching bees. Well, in uh, in medieval times, um, there were certain animals who would have uh, traits assigned to them, and like for for whatever reason, the bees, because they're really industrious, moving around, were assigned the trait energetic. So, in the game system, you get energetic checks. If you were to say build like a rabbit warren for conies, uh, you would get lustful checks and cowardly. Okay, I get it. So it's kind of just like the sort of things the animal embodies. It it kind of passes on to to you uh, for kind of like uh, yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. Was the belief in in the time? So I I I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, the next step is to collect your income for the year with the addition of the melosarium, your sheep herd, and your other sources of income you would normally be getting for Libra, but now that you have an additional squire, um, your annual income would be only three Libra of customary revenue after expenses. Okay. Gotcha. So uh, how's uh, Sir Golston's bank account looking right now? So um, the, the, like the, the annual income uh, from my, like holdings and operations, that, that's not really much right now. Uh, but um, this this massive uh, this massive like I don't know what would you call it? That's been nest it's just egg. A, a, yeah this this huge nest egg that's kind of been Wind, uh, windfall actually yeah yeah that's been uh, kind of like put in my lap for for this this quick thing that happened is a. Uh, it's a lot more significant, and um, I have that listed at two hundred fifty in in coins and goods, and uh, so two hundred fifty three. Um, and do I get anything for the for the Melisarium yet, or for any other operations yet? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you did, but that was calculated in already. Okay, perfect. Because you got three last year, and then plus one, but minus one for supporting another squire. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you're you're living uh, all right right now. And in fact, if you want, you can spend more money if you want to increase your um, like grade of maintenance. If you want to live large, um, you could do that. Um, you, you would make that determination now, though. Um, so I think like I'm really modest. So 
that's something I would want to consider. Like I, I want, this is a lot of money. Um, He's not a monk or anything. You know what I mean? But he's kind of known for his modesty. So I feel like he's the type of guy that um, doesn't like to show off his wealth as much as others. So what's like the next like tier of, of living, I guess, is what I want to know, because I think he would, he would boost himself up, but not, not like a lot at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's usually calculated by like the, the amount of income you have per year. However, your, your lands are, you know, they, they produce a little bit, but after expenses, it's only like three Libra a year. Um, so you're making about an ordinary um, ordinary level, um, which doesn't have any bonuses or uh, penalties associated with it. But if you were to, say, um, boost yourself a little bit, you'd be completely off your profits and not like something that's like sustainable. Um, so if you if you would be getting between eleven and uh, 11 and 14 Libra a year, you'd be considered a rich knight. So you could make up the difference by just like basically eating, uh, yeah, like eating three uh, Libra worth of goods extra, packing in the pounds and just, you know, giving better bed sheets and stuff like that. And what that would do is give you a little bit of glory and, um, it gives you better roles on like family and child survival. It doesn't really have any effect on your horses to do that. You need to move into superlative. Um, it's not sustainable, but if you felt like doing it, you have the option. Um, okay. So that's a really good point. And I think right now Golston has a lot of money, but this isn't part of like a reoccurring stream of revenue. So I think he would try to be mindful of that and, you know, maybe when I have a lot of money-making operations, um, maybe that would be the time to try to increase my standing. So he kind of probably views this as a really lucky thing that happened, and he doesn't want to blow it by um, by just kind of increasing his state of living without really solidifying uh, ways to, like, further this. Um, in like a sustainable way, I guess. So um, I'm not going to increase my my standard uh, yet. Uh, maybe next year when when we have more operations going or something. Because you know I'm not planning to like get rid of this all at once or something. But uh, you know it's it's not it's not like uh, this is this is like going to roll in forever. And I don't want to you know count my chickens before they hatch, so to speak. Uh, this is for the investment. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, investments, is there any way that you would want to invest some of this money? Um, you ha- you have a big chunk, and like money is not the problem here. It's like you can only build really one big thing a year. So, um, like, what do you want to do? <laughs> um, you were I, I might remind you um, tasked by your. Uh, your liege, um, basically um, through uh, Queen Guinevere, but really through Arthur to rebuild fortifications here at some point. You also promised uh, your brother at some point um, that, um, you know, 
bring faith back to the land. So there's a lot of options. Um, you could also just put it into something vain or something cool. Up to you. Um, so first order of business, and we had we had talked about uh, some of this stuff outside of the game. Uh, my first order of business is I want to get um, a medium, modest sized castle uh, constructed. Um, and I have other plans as well, but I think that's like his his biggest thing that he wants to scratch off the list is, uh, you know, uh, any any respectable knight uh needs a needs a proper castle and he's seen some cool castles and he wants to he wants to kind of start start to have one of his own uh you know a place that he can maybe have a a family in someday all right and this does happen in stages so if you were to um go about this um you already have a a large stone um manor hall which um, your steward would say, hey, since you have this windfall, forget the mountain bailey, just rebuild in stone. Um, so he might just kind of starting off by putting like a like a round keep like adjacent to it. Um, and then maybe like start off with a wooden palisade and like maybe maybe next year get started on the uh, stonework. But uh, he's saying all in all, the initial investment would be about 132 Libra. Yeah, this is what we must do. All right. So uh, your steward is like really, really excited for this. Um, he immediately starts um, putting out calls for like uh, engineers and um, basically someone to uh, start logging some of the timber nearby because uh, you're going to need some um, wood, you're going to need scaffolding, you're going to need huts to house all the workers. Um, he sends people out um, to locate um, a nice like lime pit um, to you know start getting the lime ready. But most importantly, uh, he finds like the best spot, and he's looking to like basically quarry stone locally so he doesn't have to import it uh luckily uh uh, warnensis is you know fairly stony so he doesn't have to go that far in order to start like getting it and like it's it's crazy for sir Sir goliston that that to see that there's like this sleepy little town um like basically derelict in just like a couple years is just starting to be like as busy as those hive of hives of bees that he had brought in early what are your thoughts sorry um he's going to kind of be in the melisarium uh with baldrick and outside there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on whether it be just um my my you know specialist kind of shouting demands and and making making deals and arrangements or actual laborers hauling heavy things and um surveying and and doing construction and i'm going to kind of like note the similarity to baldrick i'm going to say you see money changes everything um it's the it's the the fuel we need to 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 build a, a strong community 
just like these bees here and their honey. And he's like going to try to, can you try to orate uh, something, something clever, a clever analogy, something, something uh, we're just like these, these industrious bees here, um, you know, and, and the, the money is our, is our honey. And if we, if we put it to good use, we can, you know, we can, we can grow bigger and stronger. Yeah. Why don't you make me a orate roll? If you like, you can impassion with hospitality. Yeah, we'll do that. So uh, do I roll my hospitality first and then I roll my... Uh... Correct. Okay. That's a pass. Uh, three on a 20. All right. Check your hospitality if it's not already checked. Um, and next, uh, yeah, ro- roll your orate with a plus 10. Uh, pass, 14 on a 19. All right. Yeah. Um, Baldrick's looking quite inspired. Um, and like he... He's like looking around at like all this stuff going on um, in front of him, and then says to you, uh, "Sir, but why put all this work into land that's not even yours? Land that you can't even pass down to your sons? Isn't this the queen's land after all?" And uh, Golston kind of he's kind of like stumped by that, and he's like, "Well, yes, but I mean, this is what." the queen asked of us and and she's the queen like uh Goldstein doesn't really understand you know yeah what's your problem boy it's the queen said it uh yeah check your uh homage arthur and uh you you part from baldrick from after a while and you know go off and do other things for um several weeks and at some point um uh you're you're walking around outside when Kelly gets your attention, and I kind of feel like at this point it's so, sort of like you're Han Solo and Kelly's Chewbacca, and he'll kind of like gruff at you. And you respond in English, and you both know exactly what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it looks strange, but uh, it's like I it's like I just understand, and he understands. So in his own way, um, he's trying to indicate to you that. Um, there's someone in the barn, and it's not someone he recognizes. Golston is like, what is it, Kelly? Somebody in the barn. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go check it out. You you wait here just to be safe. And he stamps his foot a few times and then goes and gets a drink from the trough. And uh, I'll saunter up to the barn and... Um, you know, I'm not like sneaking or anything, but I'll kind of just like saunter on up and uh, stand in the doorway and kind of see if I observe anything or anybody. Um, yeah, so it's it's harvest time and you you hear like the sounds of like like grasses rustling inside like um, you like like mostly the peasants are doing uh, labor at this point and you see um, like this. Sh- really small person um who is very industry industriously um like weaving some of the flax from your fields and like just doing work but this person's just like incredibly small and you have like this weird feeling about it you you never seen a person like this before is it even a person this is one of those times where i really wish baldrick was around because he always Kind of seems to know more about this type of stuff, but um, Goldiston will kind of 
uh, clear his throat loudly to catch the attention of the of the small being, and he'll just kind of, <clears throat> uh, hello there. I'm working here. And the little person kind of ignores you and goes back to work. If you want, you can make me a, a fairy, fairy lore roll. Okay, I'll try it. Let's see. Fail. 15 on a 3. Yeah, I, you never heard of anything like this before, but this guy's doing work for you. He doesn't appear to be taking anything. In fact, there's like a large pile of woven flax next to him. I look up at him, or I look down at him, and after just a few moments of silence, I say, what are you? Uh, Roll courtesy, please. Uh, Big fail, 20 on a 12. Uh, So that's a botch. He looks incredibly angry at you for some reason and says, like, a pox on you and your kind. I'll take my work elsewhere. And, like, in, like, this one big sweep, um, like, there's a flash, uh, a puff of smoke, and, like, all the flax in the barn, along with uh, uh, the small man, just, like, disappear. Goliston probably goes to... Sorry, somebody's mowing their lawn right now, and it's super loud. Um, Goliston probably goes to grab for the little creature, and it probably, like, poofs right out of right out of existence, like, you know, slips right through his hands. And he starts pacing around the barn, trying to trying to find it and trying to find any trace of it. And he's, like, in, uh, extremely frustrated right now that it left before he could, uh, he could really figure it out. Like, he, uh, in his surprise, he misspoke. And uh, it was, you know, it was too late to try to clear the misunderstanding. It had already, it had already, uh, disappeared but now he definitely knows that it was some sort of strange or fade being something something weird so um how how does um sir Golston feel about like a good portion of his harvest disappearing along with him at first he feels like he can maybe get it back somehow if he just like searches the room well enough or, or just finds the little trickster but after maybe like three or four minutes of him just kind of like pacing back and forth and shouting to himself and uh, looking under buckets and stuff like that, he just puts his hands on his hips and sighs and uh, he shakes his head. And it's like so unbelievable what had just happened that he's, well, he's incredibly disappointed at the loss of harvest, but he's more so amazed at the mystery of what just happened and uh you know the money is the money is a thing uh you know the 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 loss of usable food is a thing but he has money right now it doesn't it doesn't give him any serious stress but he's just um very unsettled by not being able to know what that was not being able to to um get any answers from this thing that that spoke the same the same way as him you know and uh you're out of character you're probably going to be even more stressed knowing that that wasn't quite the bad fortune yet and you're about to be making some uh stable rolls oh no so before we get to the rolls um 
you mentioned that uh, horse breeding was something you wanted to get into this year. I might have said that, yes. Um, we're kind of like in that weird, awkward phase between economics and stables. Um, uh, you you mentioned also that there was some you wanted to do a little bit more shopping. You said this offline. Um, is there anything that you would want to pick up? Um, so I did want uh, to invest in a horse herd for breeding, um, something more on the level of what I'm trying to do with my money, which is like, you know, not like these mountain ponies, not these kind of um, run of the mill, uh, like workhorses and stuff. You know, I, I want to be up there with the the destrier breeders and the just the the people that have really impressive horses. So. I think uh, one of the one of the kind of like hustles I wanted to get involved with was um, getting a horse herd for for breeding, um, as well as a new horse outfit for Kelly uh, Caparison. I, I don't know how to say it, but uh, you know, just some cool clothes for Kelly that that show my colors. Sure. Uh, how much do you want to spend on the comparison? Um, what is fitting for the best horse in the world? Um, I'm thinking, I mean, you mentioned your own outfit, um, last year was three Libra. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's more, more material maybe is like in that range, uh, three, three Lira range. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Yeah. You can mark down like, basically I'm, I'm treating the economics portion as, you could also make a trip out to like London or Camelot or Thetford um, as part of like this economics phase. Cause like, I mean, your, your, your duty to your Lord is kind of this year spent building a castle to protect, you know, the, the frontier. So you could easily just like find a couple of weeks to, you know, make a, make a journey. Um, was there, Anywhere you wanted to go specifically to get these? Do you have do you have a preference? Um, so I think we talked about either Camelot, London, or Thetford. Um, I mean, Golston is enthralled by Camelot, so I, I think he would want to go there any any time he could, um, even if it wasn't like the most opportune spot. If there was like a uh, any way that he could convince himself that that was uh, like a, a good trip, he would he would uh, he would love to go to Camelot. I mean, you could go to Thetford and hit Camelot on the way. Yeah, all right, that's good. Um, and since he knows that, he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna want to do that plan. Okay, so I mean, the horse herd um, Thetford is the place to get it. So that that's thirty libra. I'm sorry, 40 Libra, because we're in the the later section, um, which basically gets you like the genetic stock, just so you have some biodiversity um, that aren't just the same 10 mountain ponies and Kelly. Um, uh, Comparison, if you want to get one for three Libra, that's you could probably get one in Camelot or Thetford. If you want, if you want something else, like uh, new outfit for yourself, a gift for your lady, or whatever. This would be the time to get it. 
Yeah, those are also on my list. Um, I had a higher standard of living, which I think we discussed. We don't, I don't want to do that yet. Uh, a gift for my lady love and uh, a new outfit for myself because mine is getting really, uh, you know, rugged. And the outfit I have now is from a man that I murdered. And it gives me a little bit of a uh, little bit of a mood, some some nightmares, perhaps. So, I you mean, know, it's, it's just it, it's not murder if he attacks you first. Yeah, that's true. That is true. The man that I, I killed in self-defense in his house while he was hosting me in his bedroom where they wore his clothes. Yeah. OK, so spend your money. Um, also, if you're at the third and you want you want to get like another horse to breed, that would be a good spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also had on the list um, like uh, some money to upkeep any special horses. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just anything I can do to improve this, this operation, you know what I mean? If it's just like, you know, I, I know like getting good horses for like the biodiversity of the, of the breeding is, is going to be a thing, but maybe there's other like improvements that could just overall help the help the operation be a success, whether it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know, like a better barn or like um, Im- like improved feed or something. I don't know. Plus uh, one but feed. just, yeah. Plus one feed. Um, well, uh, Count Beloboris, um did mention that he would be sending, that he would, you know, allow one of your, one of yours to be um, to meet with one of uh, his horses and then see what happens. So if you want to take a horse over there and like, you know, have him do the deed a few times, then bring him back to your land. He's, he's totally down for that. Yeah. I mean, I have the best horse ever and it's, it'd be a, a crime to not, uh, to not try to push the, push the genes forward. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely going to bring Kelly um, as far as a gift for Lady Avielli, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I don't really know. I might ask, um, I might ask somebody that really knows more about this type of thing, but like for, I don't want to, I don't want uh, to be uh, cheap on it. I'm thinking maybe like uh, something really significant, like a, like uh, instead, you know, instead of moving up my own wealth, what if I got her like a 10 lira gift or something, you know? That's you can spend as much money or as little money as you want. Yeah. So, um, Goliston will definitely, you can just probably like ask Arvis or Ar- Arius, um, you know, like what, what does a man with money get the love of his life? Oh, uh, I mean, a man with such as yourself could get many such things. Uh, what do you get the lady who has everything though? Um, I he he mentions like um fabrics, um expensive wines, jewelry, uh like rose water, perfumes. Get a big ball of ambergris if you like, some whale vomit. Oh my god. I just learned what ambergris is the other day and I couldn't believe it was real. Um yeah, I wanna I wanna get her some perfumes. Okay. Um, yeah. the finest. Yeah, you could just um, write down you you spent ten libra worth of gifts for her. So I I know we just dropped a bunch of money on you last session, and we're going RPG shopping for a good portion of this session. But 
I mean, Sir Golston hasn't done this really before, so. Um, for the outfit for myself, uh, I'm not trying to go too flash. Uh, I'm thinking just like uh, maybe one more lira than last time. Like a like a instead of a three lira outfit this time, like a four lira outfit sure, or something yeah. like that. Okay. How much do you have left? I'm wondering. Okay, let's find out really quick here. Sixty four lira. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so if you did want to eventually knight a squire, that's between like 17 and 20. Just, just so you know, um, if, if you basically, um, the, the horse breeding mini game I found, um, I'm going to basically charge you one Libra for per one Libra, one Libra per romp to just indicate the, the extra um, special care and attention that you have to uh, give. So think of how many romps you want because you could breed Kelly as long as you want back home, but um, basically you're 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 bringing um, basically some studs from your herd over to uh, Count Loberus's, um, you know, one of his styles. So you know, just have him really give it to him. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, but. Um, if you want one of those uh, horses to be of a better breed, because, you know, better breed of horse plus better breed of horse equals better breed of horse, you could buy a different, you could buy more horse. I think, like, Golston doesn't really understand, like, biology well, and he just thinks, like, if we put Kelly in the mix... Like we're gonna get the best horses that ever existed. Right. They'll be like psychic horses. So, so just just so you're aware, the um, the the stallions from last year's adventure, all three were male. Kelly's a male, so those don't. Comp- oh yeah, yeah, I got those you. aren't um, those aren't compatible. Yeah, I I didn't think of that. Um, but if you want to breed like a charger with intelligence, um, yeah, you you could you know. Breed them with another charger of your own her- um, herd, which is covered by the forty um, libra. But if you want to buy like some some fancy mommy horses, um, I mean, I don't, yeah, not yet. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to like breed uh, Kelly with some like stallions yet. I think I just want to like, um, yeah, I feel like breeding Kelly with some chargers is still like a really good move because okay. I mean. The thing is, like in reality, they're not gonna um, inherit like this super random, uh, like trait that uh, Kelly has. But like in Golison's head, it's like, you know, f- first of all, his love for the for this individual horse, um, it's just like he he just feels like it's a, uh, it's like a it's a disservice to um, to just like to not be just like using the, the genes from this horse to just yeah. like make, uh, you know, just like a, okay. The, the smartest horses in the world. All right. So, um, you, you bring some uh, of your herd of regular chargers to, you know, get busy with, um, the stallions. It's still a, a relatively good match. So, um, Eventually, you make your way back up to uh, Lily Stream, and how many roll? How many romps do you want on the table? It's one per one, one per. So Kelly plus um, uh, a charger is one, because, and then the 
like a stallion plus anything is another one. So just it's going to be one Libra anyway. Just tell me what you want to do. Yeah. So um, Kelly. It's not a sure thing. Yeah. Kelly in a charger, like, and, and I can do like more than one attempt for that. Like, yes. if I just pay more, okay. Kelly in a charger, uh, three times. Um, the stallion in something else, uh, three times. All right. So spend your six Libra. This to indicate the uh, special uh, care that you're going to be given to these mama horses over the course of the next year. And we even haven't even talked about the bad thing yet. We don't have to. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to have I'm going to have you roll a couple times of this chart. So can you make me um, three horsemanship rolls and three stewardship rolls and do that twice and just tell me like uh, crit success, fail or fumble. For each of them. Okay, first horsemanship rolls, pass, fail, pass. Okay, first stewardship rolls, fail, crit, fail. And then do it again? Yep. That was Kelly plus Charger. And this is Stallion plus Charger. Okay, uh, next three horsemanship rolls, pass, crit, pass. Oh, wait, sorry. Is one a crit? Uh, I, I'm getting my rules mixed no, up again um, from other one is, games. One is a pass. It's, okay, uh, sorry. So never mind. The, the times I said crit, uh, there were just regular passes. I'm getting mixed up with other games. Yeah, the uh, getting the, na- the nail on the head is how you get a crit. Yeah, so it's like, okay. So this time around, though, um, for my last three stewardship rolls, uh, I actually did pass crit pass because I got a five on a five. Sorry to be super confusing. I can uh, I can read it back again if if uh, if you want me to. No, I got it. I was right. Okay, there. gotcha. All right, now we'll just play some elevator music while I find out what this is. So, um, after doing some quick math, um, you had um, six horses turn up. Um, most of them were just regular chargers. Some of them just chargers of a little bit lesser quality. But there's, you know, one that was a. Uh, Bred with uh, one of the um, stallions that is looking like it's, you know, a little bit uh, better than a charger. Excellent. So in a, in a couple of years, we might uh, find something else about that horse. You see, Baldrick, horses are a gamble, but it's it's a game worth playing. And in the meantime, like, you, you could just sell, like, those chargers or keep them to be your diversity and and whatever, but you're you're flush with chargers for a while now, but this is taking place over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, However, uh, we come to that one um, possible um, terrifying roll where we roll on the stable roll. So uh, it sounds like you have two special horses and you had uh, some misfortune so I'm going to have you roll twice, and this time uh, there's going to be a three-point penalty. So the horse would, would die on a four or less. So which one's first? Uh, we'll do Kelly first. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank God. Eight. 
holy shit. I was about to quit the game. And for your new possibly special charger? Uh, him, I don't even really. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one second. Okay, uh, 15. Yeah. Um, so story gaming it out a little bit. It, you, you probably have this feeling that uh, ha- having lost all that, um, like, all those crops and then bringing in a whole bunch of horses and then trying to raise more of them was getting a little thin over this winter. So um, somehow probably because you didn't um, spend the money on yourself, maybe you, you supplemented some like of your horse um, feed and your, your other um, peasants need food too, especially now that there's a big camp. Likely what happened was that uh, the influx of people and the uh, brownie stealing a um, big portion of your crops and bringing more horses, like you got by the skin on your teeth there because your bad fortune um, basically was that all horses are frail plus 1d6. So, oh man, it could have been really, really bad. That could have been literally tragic. I'm imagining Golston just like uh, huge dark circles under his eyes and just uh, just racked with stress and grief as he just, uh, you know, is, is just frantically overseeing Kelly's care, just just praying to God that that he pulls through. Yeah. And I mean. This isn't like high drama, but uh, for the listeners, but you should have seen Adam's face making those rolls. Yeah, it might be uh, the most scared I've been in this game so far. Um, so, uh, uh, romance um, portion of winter phase. Yes, we're still in winter phase. Um, you you bought a bunch of gifts for Avielli, um, and you've been looking for a time to get him out to her, but uh, she's been, you know, really out and about away from court, and you really haven't seen her this winter phase much. You've been really busy, though. Maybe you missed her. Um, uh, no uh, no children that you know of yet. Um, and let's get to kin events. You have a normal-sized family. Can you roll me a d6, please? Two. Uh, ordinary role, no event. So none of your family members are getting up to anything crazy. I mean, you already have a, another squire cousin to deal with. But All right, now we're on to training and practice. So at this point, um, how would you like to improve yourself? You can change a personality, traits, statistic, or passion. You could train skills uh, up to 15 or train a skill up to 20. Um, I would like to train my stewardship. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm guessing you want to roll the D6 plus one? Um, Yeah, yeah. All right, roll it up. And um, out of character, this is Golliston trying to be a better uh, leader. Uh, Nice, six. All right, uh, spend them um, where you will, and at this point, you can only you can only raise a skill up to fifteen here. You can spread them around, or you can all dump it all in one. 
I know you want to, yeah, you, you can dump it all on in uh, stewardship if you want, but you are paying a steward. Um, so actually, I'm going to put five points in stewardship to bring that up to a 10, and then I'm going to put one point in orate to bring that up to a 10 as well. All right, excellent. Um, next, we have Glory. So uh, I just have to say that um, normally some of these totals are divided by the number of player nights, but you know, soloing big quests gets you lots of glory. So after previous year um, for five thirty-five, you are getting. Uh, 1,110 glory plus your annual. So where does that bring you to? Let me bust out the calculator here one sec. Okay, so the 1,110 glory uh, plus my 100 from Queen's Knights plus my 32 from my traits plus my 100 from chivalry and plus 56 from my passions uh, is... 1,388. So what is your new total glory? So my new total is 4,238. Well, that uh, does two things for you. One, it gets you another glory point. And two, it makes you a renowned knight. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to get even bigger. Nah. I mean, you could. Uh, what, you gonna, what are you going to put your point in? Size. All right. Um, also, uh, uh, your size is now over 20. Um, I think it's appropriate now that you be getting uh, annual glory for just being huge. So I'm going to house rule that you can add your size into your annual glory as long as it's above 20. So that's if, awesome. If, if you get if you get smaller, uh, like say you got injured or something. It'll, it'll definitely go down and it's probably a good thing that you got uh um you know bigger clothes this year oh that's amazing so that's it's it's one more thing to keep track of but i i bet we were talking about how back in the middle ages like just being incredibly big and you know conspicuous consumption and showing that you actually don't have to work it, they're always kind of like you know flex on the peasants and your peers alike. So I, I, I could see like, you know, Golson doing like a soft flex on uh, some of his neighbors and yeah. Yeah. Like I'm basically showing off that I eat extremely well and that I'm just uh, very like genetically capable of just growing big, like a, like a tall tree. So I, I think it's, it's something that people would respect. All right. And um you know, as Golston is kind of, um, you know, strutting around, feeling all important with all his um, improvements to his land and everything going on. Um, yet another herald shows up and hands him a scroll. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description. <laughs>